0: This is the light which shall give revelation to the Gentiles, the mystery of God in the world, for the salvation of the world. Hey, everybody! How's it going? I'm Jordan Pacheco, and I'm Bertie Carlos. This is the Glad Trad Podcast, the only podcast in the world that exists because we've just signed a law to make all other podcasts illegal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is the only podcast that has the official mandatum seal of the Vatican. Don't uh fact check that at all, but uh you know, just take our word for it, all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't talk to Bishop Barron about that one, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, how are you doing, Rudy? I feel like it's been forever since we've done an episode it has. together.
1: It has been forever. I apologize. Uh, life is crazy over here. You know, the Carlos household just keeps changing and changing and changing. And I have to constantly adapt. Uh, I'm in a new uh, house now. So I, I moved away from our apartment. It was a, whew, it was a crazy experience there. Uh, in short, it was infested by roaches and we couldn't do anything about it. So uh, eventually, you know, we got to the end of the lease, we left. Now we're in a bigger house, safer neighborhood. Everybody's happy, but boy, I got to tell you, Jordy, you know, moving every year for the past four years has been tough. You know, yeah, I know packing up and getting going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ashley, Ashley is uh, pregnant with our second our uh, baby. I think I've mentioned that before, but our godchild. Thank you very there much. There we go. Yes, Jordan and and Jen are the the godparents. But she's pregnant, so I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't rely on her for help to to move any of these things. It's not safe. So it was like moving the whole thing solo, and I, I had a little help here and there. But poof, it's tough. But here I am, thanks be to God, and hopefully we can uh, we can do some more stuff on a, a more regular basis at least. <laughs> That's right. There's a question: Are you seeing any cockroaches in your new place? You know what. I, I saw one yesterday. <gasps> one one out of a whole month, though. So that's a very big difference. And actually, here in Houston, it's it's a lot more common to see bugs like that. Yeah. So I would say that wasn't really like any indication of an infestation or anything like right.
0: that. Right. People, people forget <laughs> this if they don't live in these parts of the world. But in more humidity kind of climates, so Los Angeles is like this. No mind the fact that Los Angeles is just a dirty city anyway. Uh, but what's interesting about it is that out here in Colorado, where I'm at, I've never seen, I'm so serious, I've never seen a cockroach in the wild. Now we have wolf spiders here so maybe that's a factor. But in a How more humid climate, yeah. Oh dude wolf spiders are, wolf spiders are funny but they're really nasty. You'll wake up in the morning and you'll turn on your bathroom light and they'll be in the bathtub.
1: Did they go Oh
0: that's right. They're like all oh. eight legs. Like, they say, and they scramble. They look like there is, I'm going to, I'm going to post a picture right here. That is a creature from dark souls. Three. <laughs> oh, it's like, no. this like weird wolf spider spidery thing. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like.
1: <laughs> as long as it's not a camel spider. In oh Lord. Columbia, right? Oh, oh, poor, poor Iraqi soldiers. Ooh, for that thing. <laughs> poor Iraqis, man. They had, that's, that's right. a daily basis thing. Man, no wonder they're
0: such a, no wonder they're such a disagreeable peoples, you know, why, why wouldn't sure. you be when you have, when you have all that happening?
1: <laughs> well, so I'm glad you, Jordy.
0: You, yeah dude so let me see um Jen and i are doing well happy advent happy feces mac at the conception oh, by the way yes um we we'll be doing uh, eternal rest that project i've been working on for the Augustine institute for a year and a half has officially dropped so um, i'm going to make a shameless plug to our people because i'm extremely Proud of it. I think it's extremely important for Catholics and non-Catholics to watch. I've had some non-Catholics watch it, um, so it, it's a really good series to get people into thinking about um, the perspective on death. So, if you have a form subscription, it's essentially free through. Maybe your parish, most likely your parish, but certainly a parish near you. So I'd highly encourage you to please go check that out if you can. Um, shameless plug over. But uh, otherwise, not, dude. I've just been trucking along, man. It's been a it's been a good advent, and um, we Jen's birthday is coming up, so I got some schemes. And uh, I know, huh? I know. So we're gonna see if she keeps me around. And also, um, we're <laughs> headed to a a gala. Um, my little sister works at a like a private. Uh, she works for a private jet company, and they're having like a gala. Oh wow! And I did so much video work for her that uh, essentially we got free tickets. Thank God! So wow, yeah. So that sounds fun. Today. Mm-hmm. So this would be a good time. Should be a good time. I would have happily gone to the Bella Gala up here, which is, of course, the Catholic, uh, main Catholic pregnancy and fertility center up here in Denver, but they didn't invite me. I'm just kidding. It's fine. All right. Nah, right. Nah, I'm just, Bella, blacklisted. That's right. Bella, if you're hearing this, no sponsor. I'm just kidding. That's totally Jane's not. Jane's
1: Revenge, get him.
0: Just oh, kidding. <laughs> Thinking of, oh gosh. Oh man. So <laughs> we're going to go down and a rabbit. Hole, for joke. That was
1: a yeah. horrible joke. It's oh, a, man. you know
0: what? Yeah, that's right. Good on a you. too dank.
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was a, a uh, a recent letter that was posted to a Newman Center—I can't remember what city. I think it might have been St. Louis or something yeah. like that. And uh, they were like, "Hey, we're coming for you, and we have our brand new AR-14s." And I was going to report it on Catholic Drive Time because you know we, we deal with the news and stuff. But yeah. I, I saw the letter, and, and it said AR-14, and I said, "That's a joke. That's not a real. That's not a real platform." So anyway, you know. Good. Jokes aside, there are a lot of attacks on pregnancy centers, so you do have to be careful if you're uh, associated with any of these pregnancy centers.
0: That's right. And we're grateful, The Catholic Drive Time, for reporting that kind of stuff, Jordan said in a shameless plug <laughs> towards his buddy. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I think I think today, and this kind of actually ties into the thing we wanted to really talk about today, because um, we're in such a weird era, right? Where News is instantaneous and reactions instantaneous and it's good yeah. that we can have information like this and perspective and these sorts of things but man dude I mean it's very easy like you read like that kind of thing we're coming through air Fourteens, and it's like okay well what's the legitimacy of this stupid thing like yeah. that's weird you know what I mean but beforehand you might have a million two million clicks on something that's not true um, especially in light of uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter and releasing mm-hmm. the whole Hunter Biden cover-ups and all those other kind of stuff so, and everyone kind of knew this stuff was happening but Social media in general is is a very interesting kind of phenomenon. It's uh, I think that we we obviously know this. One could argue that YouTube is a social media platform, and um, I don't think anyone would argue that a podcasting site is quite a social media platform like we have for mm-hmm. for our other listeners. Um, but it's a double edged sword, and so today, especially in the season of Advent, I think we wanted to kind of unpack. Good social media, bad social media, um, especially with the Catholic light, because there are a lot of what I would say decent Catholics, good Catholics, who get sucked into a weird social media bubble.
1: Yeah, especially Twitter. You know, what's interesting about Twitter is uh, it's it's meant to be and, and Elon Musk has talked about this before. I think it was it was one of the, the big reasons why he decided to purchase it is because Twitter is meant to be the the sort of town hall. I think that's that's the way that he put it. It's a town hall where people can share their ideas, and supposedly, you know, he wants to to make it a place where all kinds of ideas are being shared, not just the ones that are are mainstream or you know, um, but that that aren't quote unquote uh, harmful to to people. And so, you know, these these places are meant to be open spaces of conversation but however at the same time, especially with Twitter or even Instagram really like the comments section in in, in Instagram is you find that uh, people really just want to share their their particular opinion on these on these places and it's not a place where you can actually retaliate or rebuke or uh, refute some of the ideas that are on there because of uh, on Twitter like, Character limits or on Instagram. It's just not the, the, the purpose of the platform. And so it's, it's difficult for us to, as Catholics, to jump into these different platforms and expect to uh, make a sort of impact on there. I'm not saying that you can't make an impact on there, but I, I think we get into the wrong idea of like trying to use these, uh, these places as, uh, as the unique place of evangelization. Uh, I was talking with my boss about this the other day you know we we kind of have a, a conversation about this every every couple of weeks or so because you know what we do on Catholic drive time at least is is what we we want what we want to do with Catholic drive time is what I'm trying to say is we want to use and leverage all of these social media sites to be able to spread the gospel because our show is not just the breaking news I mean we look at the news from a from a Catholic perspective but also we share the gospel, we share the saint of the day, we share commentary on the gospel and all these different things. However, that tends to be uh, very difficult to do when we try and use these social media platforms because we find ourselves being blacklisted. So we come back to this conversation a lot, I know this is getting a little long-winded, but we get, we get back to this conversation a lot where we get frustrated with the process, and then we realize that, despite the fact that there's uh, impediments to what we're trying to do, which is just spread the good news of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, despite the fact that that we're we're facing these walls with the social media companies, is that at the end of the day we still have to spread the gospel. So how do we do that, right? I mean, uh, I think it's very it's very important for us to to have this conversation and say, you know, maybe it's not just the social media platforms. Uh, that that are are conductive to these sorts of conversions or to sharing the gospel message
0: Yeah, i think that's extremely insightful it's very interesting to me that if you go back 200 years ago let's say um Mm. say um and a little bit before 200 years ago because i'm talking like the federalist papers and anti-federalist papers right the idea of discourse being uh occurring on these long pamphlets right these tomes mm-hmm. of of disagreement and agreement to kind of suss out a very deep hot button issue we have reduced that in our present era to 140 characters or less or uh, a youtube short or you know an instagram reel or something like this and lord we're going to get to tiktok later because if you want to be owned by the chinese <laughs> government you will continue having the tiktok i <laughs>
1: I got to get rid of my account. I don't use it anymore, but I hear they can still access your information. So that's
0: right. That's right. Well, and it's funny, too, and I'll get on it when we talk about the perils, I think because TikTok in particular is interesting because being owned by foreign entities means that there are things that are happening in Western civilization via platform that isn't happening on that platform's mainland Um, as far as it kind of concerns. What's interesting about Catholics and Twitter or well, I use Twitter in particular because Obviously, there are a lot of very, very sensible commentators across the Catholic uh, kind of spectrum, so to speak, um, who who have long form stuff, a lot of podcasts, right, a lot of their own shows and these sorts of things. And it's really kind of cool to, to just go through them. That's why I like YouTube so much, because it's like you can just click on on a video, an hour long video from the guys at Crisis Magazine or the guys at One Peter Five or Catholic Drive Time or anybody really, Taylor Marshall, like whatever it is, Matt Frad. And you can kind of just go through and like hear kind of what exactly they think. But it's hard to kind of condense these very big ideas down into into such a short form thing or a meme, right? we love memes a lot. But obviously there's a a bit of a meme is that you kind of have to be willing to know that there's something deeper than just the five words and a picture on the page, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, take something with Pope Francis, for instance, right? There's a lot of – there's obviously a lot of very serious conversation about – uh, obligations to a particular pope, the statements of the pope, and some of these things take very deep analysis. Right? Um, it's not. It's not productive, certainly, in the Catholic world, and certainly, I don't think it's necessarily healthy to always be on a um, pope bad today lol kind of track, right? And so, if you reduce the Holy Father's um, standing to that kind of thing, we have to be very, very careful about doing that. I'm not. I'm not making. I don't think an unjust justification of some of the actions of Pope Francis. But, um, you know, that's why I think long form or at least a more, more nuanced commentary is very, very important when it comes to the actions of, of the Pope that we find highly disagreeable and dubious at best. Hashtag answer the dubia. So, <laughs> 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 but for, but for a lot of people, I think that one of the big things with social media and even and even we're always careful on right is that there's there's always a matter of hubris there's a matter Mm -hmm. of of spreading the gospel some people are more effective and efficient at spreading the gospel some people are just generally more likable than other people's right um we always want to be careful about putting the the message before the median um but there's an important kind of aspect of just going like why do people i mean there is a gratification we know this from our own show here and our other kind of work like there's a gratification obviously of people listening to you because it helps you kind of have a reinforcement that maybe what you're saying is valuable to somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're appreciative of that. Like we have, we have, I think we have a, a great amount of subscribers on, on, on here on YouTube as well as our, our different podcasting sites. We're grateful for each and every one of you. Um, but the, the trade off is therefore that we don't think, okay, so now we're the authoritative traditional Catholic perspective in the world because we have some people listening to us um right (laughs) and you know and it's and it's it's not i think i mean our subscribers will tell us if we if we threaded the needle or not thus far um Mm -hmm. but i've seen some other i've seen some other people's right they kind of they get a little big for their britches and they you know they kind of flaunt it and it's like ah you don't want to do that because like how is that conducive to the gospel message you know catholics have this beautiful line where you can be influential of sorts that god does utilize people for the sake of his influence and also people are just sometimes really good at just doing that and that's a talent and god bless channels and people who are far bigger than we are um and there are those of them who who are very good about their humility and some of them who actually haven't replied back to our emails on shows and these sorts of things or have taken our memes and not uh not given us credit and so you're like okay come (laughs) on like (laughs)
1: I, I, you know, I, I think it's a it's a very difficult balance, particularly if you're using if you're trying to um, to leverage these sites to to spread the gospel or to just be Catholic, right? I mean, uh, identity is at the very heart of what we are, so it's not like we're just Catholics on Sundays. We, we even in our own uh, social media platforms want to exude and present. A, a an authentic Christian life, a lifestyle right um, but I think it's dangerous sometimes with social media if you're using it as a you know as a, a I'm going to use the word influencer in quotes in, in scare quotes if you're trying to be an influencer on on any sort of uh social media platform the the, the trouble with that is eventually you do get a, a listenership and some people like you like you said Jordan some people get really big and i wonder sometimes if not uh if it wasn't th- if it wasn't the the really big talking heads in the catholic sphere that are responsible for something like traditionis custodis mm. you know the traditional movement had gotten so much uh headwind so much attention and and has created so much of uh, like, um, it's almost like a contradiction, right? Not, not on our part, not because we, we want to contradict or anything. It's just, it's the, it's the traditional question, right? Like all of these people are going to the Latin mass. All of these people are wanting the, the tradition of the church. They're not wanting this, uh, this construct that's from the sixties, right? And it's creating this question, well, who are these people? And, and they, you know, the people uh, in power go and look and, and see, oh, well, this is what a lot of the traditionals are talking about. And, and, and they look at the big heads and they say, wow, these, these people are talking about some crazy things. And I wonder if not our discourse could have been better. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, blow anybody's spot up here, but I just wonder if our discourse could have been better on certain topics, uh, not, not the shotgun approach. Uh, and maybe we wouldn't have had something so severe as tradiciones caseras because where did it come from, right? I mean, <laughs> it wasn't—it wasn't like I mean, we we had some more in Pontificum. It it was fine. It was relatively unknown for a very long time, and then all of a sudden, there's this this complete, uh, you know, 160 three, three hundred and sixty degree turn where it's like, okay, no, the Latin mass is bad. It's banned. So I wonder sometimes if it wasn't the discourse that we were having in our our conversations that has uh, uh, influenced the people at B, you know, the, the Pope or whoever's around him that helped them draft such a document.
0: It's funny to say that, you know. Actually, I'm going to take maybe a slightly contrary viewpoint. Um, I I honestly think that there's an overblown so discourse is very important There are some very unhealthy ones in the catholic world like obviously like there's there's some mm-hmm. very mean things that people say about other things and i'll i'll drop it finally right now like what happened between um um restoring the faith and church militant that was an ugly thing to look at in real time
1: yeah like was. that was
0: that was the that was a complete bereft of charity on both of their parts and i'm not i'm not going to say who started it but um i think that they both engaged in just completely uncatholic behavior And so it's really strange to to have two uh, very Catholic cultural, um, commentators, right. in their different kind of spheres kind of meet up in a very hostile environment. And, and one of them wasn't big enough to be like, okay, wait a second. This is kind of, this is not something that's probably productive. There's a difference between disagreement, you know, and there's a difference between like, like, you know, I'm sad that that Taylor Marshall and Timothy Gordon went their separate ways. TNT was one of the reasons I really got into the trad movement. I remember that was like big for summer of shame. Um, But I don't see a lot of pot-shotting there, which I'm actually really appreciative of, because I I don't think that's very productive or healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between, like, proper kind of critique and then just this, like, hubristic overload that happens. What I was going to get to, however, is I actually think that with the idea of Trish Jones Custodes... Um, I'm very flat that there was an entire generation of clergy that genuinely hate what came before, and I think the Pope Francis is part of that. I think that's I think that's deep in liberation theology. I think that's deep in him in in, in the contemporary Jesuit tradition. So I mean, every time I hear one of these these bishops or the Holy father himself or, or whoever say, well, the problem is these like mean trads online and they've caused this division. And there's this divisiveness. I go, well, this thing has been happening for decades at this point. And one of the, one of the tricky things, of course, with Catholic social media, but one of the good things I think is that a decade ago, there weren't voices that made you feel like, Oh, my little Latin mass is not just like alone on a, on a hillside somewhere. Like yeah, were, you, had, were,
1: uh, mm-hmm. you had a newspaper maybe
0: yeah you you had, know, yeah like exactly like, god bless <laughs> the remnant right because yeah. i mean they kept the the candle going Got of remnant fatima center right There were just these yeah. these little pockets that you just go wow like for a real we talked to we talked to uh tom massey right um down in australia like there's these times where traditionalists really felt alone and yeah. so i'm happy I, I i'm not actually i think that again a lot of criticism has to be kind of dialed back to a to a point where we have to remember karitatis and everything right but i'm also very clear that the criticisms are, are very valid a lot of times these people had everything ripped away from them or like us they've discovered the richness of the fullness of the faith and then they're immediately told that they're radical and that they're mean for pointing out that they don't want to go to a mass with uh tambourines something stuck in the 60s as you said mm-hmm. um so i think that, i honestly think that Catholics, we were voting organically with their feet. The Latin Mass is an exponentially growing part of the church. It's only really the only growing part of the church in the West. Yeah. To be honest, right? Um, and it's we there we've done episodes on this, right? And I think that regardless of if if the church ran itself a little bit more business savvy, ironically, then they'd go, okay, this is a good thing to cultivate because at least this means for men who don't care about the faith, at least it means financial stability and security, right? But this is a matter of of faith. This is a matter of liturgy, and I I find that that men like the Holy Father, and that that men like like um, Cardinal Roche and those other kind of guys, they just genuinely hate it. They they've never gone, and they don't like it because they know what it represents. It represents a lack of of humanistic power for them, to be honest. Yeah. Um. And so I think that I think custodas would have come even if trads were really really nice, because we we're we're growing like this. And you have Mm -hmm. to put the band hammer on something down that's going to uproot the entire philosophy of the past 70 years. Um, And that's what we're up against. So that's that's one reason why even when it comes to like kind of hardcore discord in in the Catholic world on questions of liturgy and questions of theology and these sorts of things. I have we have obviously seen a lot of commentators who are unapologetic about what they believe, um, Mm -hmm. but are but are good about getting their point across without being like overtly just kind of, you know crapping all over the place, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think that's very important. So I think, you know, everybody knows where, where we stand on that particular subject, right? On the, on the Latin mass, on tradition, you know, I hope so. The, the, the thing that remains though, is like you said, it's the, it's the traditional, Catholic mass, or rather the tradition question, I'm just going to make it a, I'm going to make it an amalgamation. It's Mm -hmm. the traditional question. You know, when, when the new mass came around and the, the the people who remained and did not want to follow and, and, and didn't, didn't think that that was good for souls. I mean, we're just barely uh, seeing the effects of that. You know, this is, this is, I mean, we've seen it with Trades Custodis. I mean, the Latin mass is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to, to grow because it's, it's the best. It gives God the most glory. However, when we have these conversations, and I think this is what I left out when I presented this, this uh, sort of idea is that, and this is something we do on the show. We struggle with on the show really most of the time because we're all traditionalists. I mean, at least us on the show, Mm -hmm. Um, is how do we convince people to go that way, right? Because oftentimes what happens with our our brothers and sisters who have not ever participated in any sort of traditional Latin Mass, they don't know anything about it. They are presented with this false dichotomy that it's, it's like, oh, the traditional Latin Mass is bad, it's bad, and anybody who goes to that is being rebellious and disobedient. And so, how do you convince these people to like think about the other things, right? How do you how do you get them to think about tradition? How do you get them to understand that the Novus Ordo sometimes is very deficient, you know, inherently in the way that it was drafted? Obviously, you can't go out there with a shotgun approach because these people automatically shut down. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of uh, the thing I was trying to get at here is is that the way that we discuss these things is really important, and I I think that. I think you're right jordan i mean eventually would have come to toes you know uh, come to a head i think is is what the the term is eventually they would have they would have banned it somehow because the traditional question remains right kind of like the jewish question but that's for a different conversation altogether but these things they they remain right it's a question it hasn't been answered and and so um anyway when it comes to to these these sorts of um social media platforms. And it's very easy for us to like go and do the shotgun approach and you see it too jordan I, I, you know right before we started filming you mentioned uh all of these really immaculate accounts these sorts of accounts that are uh, created by uh housewives or certain catholic guys that, that go on social media and they have these like immaculate presentations of what their life looks like and you wonder sometimes you're like is that real you know is that is that for real like you have 10 kids and your house is perfect. That doesn't make any sense. I right. have one and, and my house is a disaster most of the time. You know, So I wonder sometimes if like we're, we're really moving the needle with what we do on social media.
0: That's, that's a good question. That actually pivots to a really, really good point because I think this Catholic lifestyle thing I'm, I'm, That's not quite our sort of charism. Now, I do like I do like these cottage industries that have popped up on on Instagram, right? And Facebook. And I love I love these kind of small Catholic and Catholic oriented businesses for people making candles or veils or whatever. Um, That's cool. And I'm a huge fan of that, and continue it happening. I like. I think it is important. There are there are some channels on YouTube that I'm, I'm fond of that are like you know Catholic housewives or just kind of living like a Catholic life with your spouse. And I feel like some of them are are genuinely authentic, right? They talk about struggles and challenges. That's something I think that we've just because we're just normal jabronis, normal trads, right? I think we've kind of just organically put that across. Like we've we've been very clear. Not autistic trads. Yeah, we're not artistically trad, right? But because marriage <laughs> is difficult, and like you're a father on top of that, like it's it's difficult i couldn't imagine having like a social media account running on like the happiness of the catholic happiness of the pacheco household because there's always something that we, you know there's always something and it's like not all of it is is, is can be handled uh, quite the way that we ought to handle it you know what i mean like
1: right
0: next and so when you look at these accounts this is kind of a danger right where the point of people posting is there's a kind of comparison view now there are good comparisons like the Saints for instance or the Holy Family or things that are just objectively true um mm-hmm. Saints Louis and Zelie Martin right the first canonized married couple probably a decent household there um mm-hmm. although they probably were also human too so you know who knows what that entails but I, I find that this really dangerous part of social media is this comparison worldview that we get And it's really unfortunate. I think it's really unfortunate, particularly for women. Um, They'll tell you quite flatly, right? Like this kind of social pressure that they get to to be a certain way to perform. And then if you're not quite as happy, you don't look as pristine or any of this kind of stuff that you're letting yourself down or worse, you're letting God down or something like this. Um, I mean, I've seen and I've seen it, you know, in my own house, like, you know, kind of just like watching the effect of these sort of things be like, that's not actually good. Mm. Um, for people this isn't act and this is not calling people to deeper holiness if people yeah. are just beating themselves up unnecessarily because their kitchen isn't pristine we should mm-hmm. strive for such things but but kind of in, um injecting ourselves with this constant stream of of perfection on earth which is of course an oxymoron yeah. it doesn't make any sense i think for a lot of people
1: yeah and and to speak to this uh, this term, uh, it's such a visceral term, this injection of content that you just mentioned. You know, it doesn't help you either to be online 24-7, 25-8, you know, like almost every single moment of your day, you know, these devices are in our hands and we're just looking at at constant streams of just randomness, right? I mean... Uh, I've seen it in our own personal family life on both sides. So I'm not going to be the one to tell you that I don't ever do that because I still have trouble with that. But Mm -hmm. I can tell you that it definitely gets in the way of our duties most of the time when I'm, you know, I'm on my phone all the time. I mean, to a certain extent I have to be on my phone, you know, to, to keep up with with work and and all that sort of stuff because our schedules are very, very different on the radio. Um, You know, we just have a very different looking day. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we get up really early, we do the show and then like pretty much all the way up from eight to noon or to 1 PM. It's, it's a lot of just kind of like hustling and trying to get the next day sorted out. So there's, there's an aspect of having to out of necessity for my work, but at the same time, you know, if you let yourself be excused in that way you find it very easy i found it very easy in my life to just constantly scroll on instagram and, mm-hmm. and at, the end, at the end of the day you know i remember having this thought just a few months ago i was thinking you know i don't feel like i have a lot of freedom at this moment like i'm i'm attached to my phone i'm looking through all these different social media platforms uh, i'm on youtube i'm on instagram i'm on uh, I'm um, on Twitter sometimes. I, I look at Facebook pages, even though I don't have a Facebook, because you can do that with cer- certain meme, yeah, meme pages yeah. and stuff. And I, I was just thinking, I was like, I don't feel very free. You know, I I feel like I have things to do, and I keep telling myself I don't I don't have time to do it. But then I have plenty of time to just scroll around and and look at all these different people's like lives, all these different projects that I'm never going to be able to actually finish. And it really detracts from your vocation, especially for me as a father. I'm like a father and a husband. I'm just like, can I can I really can I really say that I'm doing a really good job right now? Like when I could do so much more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Has that ever like has that been your experience at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, heck, like <laughs> just I feel I feel guilty because just this morning I found a uh, I live in Parker, Colorado, and there was a wildlife of Parker Facebook page. I just saw <laughs> so, oh, nice. I just asleep here. So maybe that's my cover. But I was like just scrolling, <laughs> looking at like these like great horned owls and oh, elk wow. that pop up. So, you know, maybe I'm unashamed about that. I'm not yeah, good. I'm, I'm kind of happy in a way. So I, I'm, a, I'm a YouTube scroller. That's what I am. I'm like mm. a YouTube content kind of guy um i don't really do much scrolling on social media and even on or, or not social media i don't really do much scrolling on instagram um and i don't really do much scrolling on 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 facebook outside of these kind of like kind of cool forays into like a page or something but youtube's like Constant. If you looked at my data usage for YouTube, it's always something.
1: Uh, (laughs) Aren't the uh, the YouTube Shorts like absolutely the worst? Like do you ever go in the the Shorts and you're just like, what is this? Can I tell you? I want to tell you two things. Is this like MK Ultra? Like, (laughs) is this like a psyop or something? Because the content is so bad. I hated them when they
0: started. I hated. I still kind of don't like them. Um, but I did make one for the channel recently, and I just figured out how to caption them. So oh neat <laughs> yeah no right i'm like all right so i mean there's always like little blurbs you pull out of podcasts and stuff not all of it's bad but i'm just like wow like when especially since i'm so used to like long-form content i find that more productive yeah like the also thing about the my youtube short feed is that it's it's unrelated to anything i search for anyway yeah it's so i'm like random. i'm not gonna click on this it's becoming it's see, that's the other thing that's why i like i think if we were three years ago i wouldn't have said that youtube is a social media platform it doesn't quite fit um matters of interaction, I think, is a factor in that. I feel like Schwartz is trying to bring that more into the fold, um, and a lot of it's just like, I'm like, this is just kind of not, this kind of schlock. Someone saw TikTok and got really excited, which speaking of, okay, can we, can we talk about this real quick? So- Let's talk I'm, about TikTok. Oh, Lord, okay, let's talk about TikTok. First off, I'm going to say, um, in the words of, in the decree of Pope Pius IX, if you have a TikTok, you're excommunicado pretty Dude. sure he said that
1: <laughs> TikTok, you know is a gigantic it's a gigantic psyop for sure
0: <laughs> you know what tell him rudy tell us your psychological right.
1: operation mm-hmm. from on the part of china and on behalf of all of the 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 legislators who continue to allow it to be here in the united states i mean it, you could you could even like bring up the question of like well what about free speech? You know, what about access to whatever all this content? You could be libertarian about it, but at the end of the day, it is literally a psyop. The Chinese, uh, uh, the the Communist Chinese Party, who created this application and has exported it on mass to all of these different countries, is slowly subverting the minds of all of these young people that go on there. Uh, all of the the content there is completely tailored to be just destructive to the sanctity of the soul. You could see the uh the way that things come up like TikTok dances which oftentimes are just really uh really salacious and disgusting things to look at. With uh, children you, by the
0: way. With children uh-huh. with
1: children specifically tailored to children, it, it's essentially like softcore hard but like sometimes hardcore, I don't know. Yeah, it it's like essentially soft, it's soft It's essentially it's essentially pornography, it's essentially pornography, and, sure. pornography. Mm-hmm. and it's it's melting the minds of all of our young people and anybody who goes on there? Because you you sort of mentioned this already, Jordan. But like, if you go, if you were to be in China right now and you were on TikTok, you would not see any of that stuff that I just mentioned on there. It would not be on the forefront. You know, I, I thought about you know when I when I started uh, doing that for Catholic Drive Time, I, I got on TikTok and I was doing short form content to try and and see if we could get an audience there. Mm-hmm. And there's even exorcists now who there's an exorcist who's like yeah i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna go to the you know the fringes and i'm gonna try and share the gospel on these places good luck father i i don't think you're making much of an impact there uh, i don't know I, I outside of the grace of god I, mm-hmm. I cannot see how anybody could even have a foothold there because it's just so crazy but i went on there and the the first thing that i saw was I, you know i wasn't subscribed to anything at all absolutely nothing it was essentially pornography and 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 it's it, it it's just crazy like like you you just jump onto this platform and it's pornography that's that's subverting the minds of the western world just look at the way the... the e michael jones talks about this Look at the the way that people are, are enslaved by their passions and, mm-hmm. and all of these these different things like pornography. Like that's that's a massive way to to corrupt the Western world and China's exporting it. Right. And somehow, uh somehow there's there's parents, even Catholic parents, who allow their children to be on social media, but specifically on TikTok. That's insane to me. It, it's um it's dangerous. It's foolish, you know.
0: Yeah, my little sister um will send me a meme or two on TikTok. And I remember, I remember um, it's always never too long ago, right? Normal meme, kind of like a funny normal meme kind of thing, right? And the next video afterwards is like, you know, some like provocative dance thing. I remember being like, (laughs) I was like, I was like, I don't think, and I'm glad, I'm glad, you know, again, shameless plug for our own podcast here, but I'm glad that we're really realistic about talking about this. Do you know how difficult it is to get off pornography? Yeah, it
1: was so, so difficult.
0: Yeah, like, it sucks. And by the way, you never, like, even when you're off, it's not like it like, just disappears. You never have, like, another impure thought and, like, go think about your wife ever again, okay? Dude,
1: all of those years of being a young guy and looking yeah. at pornography, it does something to your mind. It does something it's to not, your mind. It, it's not like you just turn it off. Like you No,
0: see? no, it actually changes your gray matter structure. Steven Crowder has a great video talking about this. Um, Oh, my gosh. And and Matt Frad's The the Porn Myth is, is fantastic. But... Um, so it's amazing to me just being like, it, and and also when you're off pornography for a while, you kind of also your, your sensibilities kind of come back up, I find, so that you're much more sensitive to what is like deliberately sexually provocative. You know, stuff that you might have like passed is not that bad once upon a time if you're really heavily on it. You're just like, oh, wait a second, that's wrong. Also, it's children. Did I mention this right now? How is it that in our world today where we're seeing balenciaga right where we're seeing all these issues of like child predation we can't even call them pedophiles or minor attractive persons out and all this kind of stuff right they keep blending the line well yeah but what if it's a 15 year old girl so they call it I'm like hey that's still children and yeah. and it's bled into our society so here's the thing uh china right now as a government has banned the depiction of uh emasculated men that's what i'm trying to say um like butch women essentially, so mm-hmm. there's no like gay boy ads in China. Russia is also a pretty recently followed suit. Never mind the whole the Middle East um <laughs> obviously,
1: which I'll just jump in here really quickly, sorry to interrupt you, Jordan, but but the Western world sees that as backwards for some reason yes and, you know i'm I'm no fan of communist China. I, you know, I don't very I don't know very much about russia, but i don't I don't think they're like hundred percent the answer or based yeah. or all the time, but. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're able to do this and get this filth off of like the mainstream airwaves, where you look, the billboards and everything, like that's actually good. That's good for society.
0: Yeah, that's culturally important here. And distinctions in society matter when it comes to these kinds of things. And the problem is that, but look what's being exported to us in real time. Blurred lines everywhere. Right. And so now so much so that if you question, well, dancing or, or clothing or language or anything like that, well, how dare you? Right. You're encroaching on some sort of freedom. And never mind the fact that it's so funny. I was watching over my, my sister was scrolling through TikTok the other day. Um, and, you know, Olivia just kind of has like, I don't know what Olivia's feed all consists of, but I was watching a video that was obviously just like stirring up racial division. For no yeah. reason whatsoever. Like I was just, right. I was sitting there. I'm just like, this is just. I was like, this is just bullcrap. But of course, if that's the only perspective that you get, no wonder that people are so confused. Like it's, a, it was a contradictory kind of viewpoint. This video was. It was like, um, it was, it was on one hand, it was like white flight is racist, but also gentrification is racist. So I'm like, so what do you want people to do? <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. But, but that's being exported. Um, the, oh my gosh, the whole transgender thing, right? An obvious, an obvious social disease with some real world consequences. Right. These high rates of anxiety and of depression and all this other kind of stuff. Part of this is directly linked to to time spent on social media and how much you allow that to influence you.
1: Social contagion is real.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. It's not the first time mm-hmm. in history, but this one's a very potent kind of strain. And um, and I, I I think about this quite deeply because I I know there are a lot of people who do not have the old, obvious cultural and religious constraints to let them know their value, their worth, and their place in society. It's important that we live in community. God created us that we not live alone, right? But it's also very important that we realize that we have roles and obligations to ourselves and to society and to God. Um, And so, yes, there is an obligation, if you're a man, to be a man. And yes, that also includes gender norms and gender stereotypes, obviously. Um, And by the way, even if you shirk off those gender norms and gender stereotypes, it doesn't mean that you're not a man. It just mm-hmm. means you're you know feminine man whatever um but it's unfortunate because that stuff is being pumped in real time it's like libs of TikTok will never run out of content and that's actually a really unfortunate thing um but look at how diseased our society is right you just post people spewing their absolute backwards nonsense and it, it's it's i don't i'm not one of those people who thinks there's a demon under every rock when i say that this stuff is demonic i just mean that it is against the obvious order of god God has created has created creation and man and woman in an orderly fashion. He's created sex and sexuality in a good way to be expressed in the confines of marriage. Um, And when we shirk these whole things off and we have the audacity to say, well, my freedom or my free speech or my freedom of expression or whatever, it's obviously tilting the world towards hell.
1: Yeah, this, this liberty that we're so fond of, you know, I've said it before, religious liberty is, is, is not really a good thing. You know, it, it uncrowns our blessed Lord Jesus, but it, people here in, in the Western world are obsessed with this concept of liberty. And they think that, that, that is, it allows them to just do whatever they want or to, to see whatever they want or to live any particular way. But in reality, this liberty is really destroying their relationship with God because they don't know they're they're you know they don't know what they're made for they don't know what what their their humanity is for they don't know how to interact with other people they just suck up all of these different ideas that they get on social media i i find it funny that you brought up the the racial division thing jordan because uh the other day i was on on instagram and Instagram really is just like a recycling place for TikTok videos because people, you know, they cross post to these mm, places. Mm-hmm. So you see oftentimes a lot of the same sort of things on on Instagram that you would on, on, on TikTok. And it was this video of uh, this woman who on the surface appeared to be like, I don't know, maybe white or something. And she was climbing this pyramid. Uh, in in Mexico or I don't know maybe Guatemala I don't know mm-hmm. isn't it weird by the way as a little aside that like all of these different pagans created pyramids it's almost as if they had like some sort of <laughs> some sort of connection here to like the demonic or something oh, there I don't know. we go know. maybe it. I'm, maybe it's too much of a stretch but anyway this woman was going up the stairs right and everybody there's a crowd underneath because you know all the tourists they want to see these places even though they the, even though like these places were actually literally like Demonic Faken battlefields yeah. where they were chopping people's hearts out and tumbling down the, the side of the pyramid and mm-hmm. it was just blood and bloodlust everywhere. They, they want to go see these places for some reason. And so this crowd, they get into a frenzy and they're like, well, this woman, she's going up the stairs, the disrespect to the pyramid of all things, the disrespect to the pyramid and to the people. And you see the comments and it's all the same thing, you know, like, I can't believe it. These white people, that come here and they think it's well, it turns out that this woman's actually not white. She was Mexican and and i'm going through the comments and i'm just thinking to myself you know there's so much of like the same idea here i want to put something a little contradictory here just to get them thinking about uh-oh. what this is <laughs> uh-oh and so i said You're you know all the lad. people all the people cheering this on And saying, you know, she got what she deserved because she ended up like throwing water at her and just like shaming her publicly. I don't think she was very ashamed, which I don't think you should be anyway, because in the 70s, they allowed you they allowed you to go up the pyramids anyway in the 70s. So it's a recent thing. Um, I don't think she was being disrespectful, but I I commented and I said, all these people that are that are are frenzied and 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 uh, talking about this disrespect to the pyramid and to the people are the first ones. Who would have been sacrificed on these pyramids and tumbled down the side of them? And I got all these crazy people commenting on this. Like, are you a white supremacist? I'm like, what does that have anything to do with what we just talked about? What does that have anything to do with the context of this conversation here? Which is that this is this is not a good thing. That that we're 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 looking at this pyramid as if it was some sort of idol. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we have to respect it. What? Like, are you crazy? These are the kinds of ideas that we find so often in social media. And, and why I think we're taking a, a sort of a stance to say that these platforms are a little bit dangerous. They're subversive to to the Western world. They're subversive to most people because they don't have any sort of thought, any way of, of actually articulating any sort of thought that they're seeing. They see these comments and they say, yeah, yeah, they agree with them and they internalize them. Yeah. And then they go and then they vote. With, with, with these concepts in mind. And that's why we're seeing so much division here in the world. It bothers me that we can't have any sort of discourse anymore. I, I don't think I could have this conversation with my family back home. Mm. You know, I could have it and then maybe we'll talk about it a little bit, but I, I think we're at a point where people listen, but they're not confident enough to actually say anything no. about what they actually believe in instead of instead of doing that they just sort of splurge this the they regurgitate this uh this idea that they find in a comment section somewhere
0: hate is it burns i think hate burns hotter than happiness in most cases yeah and but it's also more fleeting and so i think that's why people there's some people who go have to go from outrage to outrage to out, outrage see that's my old speech in right there outrage outraged oh, outrage right. to outrage yeah, i used to i used to not be able to say r's i'd say things like bear instead of bear <laughs> <laughs> um it's unfortunate i point love...
1: and laugh point and laugh that's right uh,
0: <laughs> Ha, ha. Uh, poor uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i first off i i always like your your meme lord status i wish you would have told anthony and i that because i would love to see that thread but also i think what you say is obviously true um the vast majority of of this is a strange thing this is why i know paganism is like a dumb thing because the vast majority of people who are saying this is a great disrespect to the pyramids yeah are the exact same people who would have been of the lower castes um <laughs> or or oh my gosh or they would have been just living down the road in a different tribe and the Aztecs would have bound you up and sacrificed you this was a real thing by the way this is why i've absolutely i have absolutely no um you know, murder is wrong. But in terms of tearing down pagan statues, that's like one of the most Catholic things you can do. We've been doing it for 2,000 years. God bless the Spanish for having the, the, the gumption of the faith to tear down these horrible places. And if you think that this was some unfair robbery of culture, can you imagine? Can you imagine just coming across regularly right now, looking up, and there was like a temple, and outside that temple, there were just hundreds of people being lined up to be killed, beheaded, and rolled down with their hearts poked up to the sun so the sun could rise every day? If you just came across that today you wouldn't be like oh well that's kind of crazy but hey i guess that's just their culture and they're like oh they got grandma and it's, it's all well yeah, i know i know now i say that i guess with an asterisk every day because this world's getting crazier i think because
1: it actually happens here here in houston there's um well thanks be to god here in texas that abortion is banned outright <laughs>
0: where they pull up uh, here in
1: colorado but here in houston there's literally a step building it looks like a step pyramid and guess who owns it church of satan Planned Parenthood. Oh, even better. So, <laughs> <What's the difference? laughs> so you may not see the blood flowing from the mm. building itself, but it's still there. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, that's that's true. So, you know, it's like, this is a double-edged sword. I don't think it's good. So the TikTok one, I totally am with you. Um, I don't think it's probably prudent to preach the gospel in a brothel. It could <laughs> happen, I, I'm sure it's happened at some cases. I hope not because the, the priest was there uh, in scandal, but, the recommendation generally is to stand outside the brothel and preach the gospel not go inside the brothel and preach the gospel right this is how i feel about um instagram my gosh Instagram's a cesspool too obviously i mean the insta thought was like a is a real thing um you know like try try typing in any of your friends names and it's just like gosh so i haven't really i don't really scroll on instagram anymore um <laughs> not that like my feed's ever been particularly dangerous but um uh it's just kind of unfortunate it's really unfortunate because you kind of see okay so how how are catholics how are christians supposed to meet this place exactly are we supposed to um and i'm a huge believer that listen take care of yourself and your own soul first there are some people who should not be on social media oh uh, that's all of us by the way uh <laughs> uh except youtube and rumble there you go that's all you get um but there are also some people, obviously, who can thread the needle pretty nicely, who can, who can kind of do their post and I think can, and do it quite splendidly. And, and God bless them because that is a genuine skill. Um, and so I think it's an honest, frank assessment. If you find that your addiction to social media, if you find that your love of social media is getting in the way of your duties in an unhealthy way, that's a problem, obviously. If you find yourself comparing yourself to the lifestyles of people who you don't know, that's obviously always dangerous. If you find yourself adjusting your thought into evil thoughts or um, or falling into sin because of social media, that's a huge problem and you need to stop. You know, if you feel like you're just another, if you just feel like you're another one of the sheep that feels self-righteous and you're not actually aligned with the truth, obvious, the truth grounded in faith, in reason, then that's a problem. And I find that, I think that, um, if you find yourself a, cha- a slave to the Chinese government, that's a problem, right? So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, absolutely, Jordan. Uh, you know, sometimes I think we're preaching to the choir. I wonder if if people actually uh, have an opposite idea of, of this particular topic. But you know, I, I hope that it, it could be sort of helpful to just kind of wake you up a little bit because sitting there on the scroll is is real. I, I see it all the time you know you I mean go to the store go anywhere you see people scrolling just in 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 the aisle of the the supermarket it's yeah. there's something weird here we're being subverted you know I hate to be a conspiracy theorist about it actually you know a
0: conspiracy theorist is just someone ahead of the curve
1: Rudy 2022 going into 2023, it's almost impossible to be a conspiracy theorist with the way that things turn out, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think this really is a subversion of, of, of the population. And we have to be very careful, especially as Catholics, because we do have to worry about our soul. We have to worry about what goes into our, 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 our body, right? I mean, nothing evil comes out from our body. It's the things that we bring in, mm and so uh I'm sorry i confused the the message there it's take two it, 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 evil comes from from us from our minds right from the things that we we take in and so if if we're just constantly scrolling on stuff by the way the the, the thing i didn't mention here is at the end of the day when you're scrolling and you're finished and you're like wow this is boring and you spent like an hour just going through the feed did you really gain anything from that was there anything really of value in what you just saw? I challenge you to 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 sit down and think about that for a minute, because I, I almost guarantee that you didn't get anything of worth from that time that you invested into social media, that you could have invested into your family or into your spiritual life, or even into doing like something as simple as an examination of conscience, mm. so that you could, uh, you know, Prepare yourself for mass or anything like that. I mean, those things are infinitely more important than the amount of time that we dedicate to these things that really enslave us to our passions. No.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's this this the matter of the Christian life is one of of proper detachment, mm-hmm. which is to say that that to accept the joys of God in the same kind of vein that we accept the sufferings of God. And part of it is just again realizing that if if our hubris of our pride if our ego gets in the way of, of, our, of our roles and our duties as Christians, that's a problem. It doesn't mean that we need to live
1: in a bunker. I think it's always a, a both and thing. It's it, it loves fashion, but
0: it wants modesty, that sort of thing, right? Social media yeah. is not inherently bad. It's not something to unless you're TikTok, and we am get off TikTok, obviously. <laughs> TikTok but, is bad. <laughs> TikTok is bad. Uh, But, but, you know, there is, there are, um, you know, there is a, there's a needle to thread here. Maybe it's as simple as just putting time limits on yourself, you know? Yeah. It might be just as simple as that. It just might be as simple as going, you know, what, actually, these accounts are these accounts actually giving me, are they making me happy or are they not making me happy? If I'm comparing myself to this person who seems perfect, which everyone, every, they have filters, right? Their entire industry is built around making people look perfect. So I don't know why you would compare. That's a problem. If you feel like you're neglecting your prayer life or, or your reading of scripture or your reading of the holy things in favor of these sorts of things, if you're just not even spending genuine time with your family, I don't even if it's just something as simple as watching a movie or something, if you're just not spending time as a family because you'd rather scroll, yeah, maybe we should consider changing our habits considerably. Um, the only uh, videos you should be watching on YouTube, of course, come from the Glad Trad podcast. And the only- absolutely. absolutely. obviously. And the only podcast for that matter you should listen to when you're on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and everything is, of course, the Glad Trad podcast. That's that's essentially the only mandatum yeah. certified thing that is actually probably giving you grace in real time. Wouldn't you say, Rudy?
1: We give you a dispensation to only watch our content. That's right, and only our content alone, mm-hmm. because everything else is bad. Yes, everything else is going to corrupt your soul. Absolute trash. And you have to have the same ideas that we have, which are officially—they're uh, certified bangers. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to say instead, instead, That's exactly because I, right. I can't, I can't find the other word. <laughs> and, that is the uh, word
0: we're talking about. That is definitely in church documents.
1: And radio life has completely destroyed my mind, and I can't think. Nonsense. To hear Listen, <laughs> you remember the conversation. Pope
0: Francis <laughs> flew to to us personally, and he said, Listen, Glad had
1: Podcast, I know we don't always get along. Um, I felt bad because as we were coming in, Cardinal Zen was like waiting, and oh we were like, no. Hey, yeah. are you next? <laughs> I right. was like, uh, Well, actually. I my number is actually this, and I thought, "Whoa, that's weird!" Because we came in after you, because our number is before you. But I didn't think about it too much. So we'll, yeah, I didn't anyway, think about anyway, it too we're, deeply. We're and now, look,
0: there. poor. By the way, we should pray for Cardinals. Then that is some. Um, you want Cardinals. you want to talk about some actual BS? Yeah, that sucks. Golly, golly, and, and yeah, we don't, and we don't even we never even talk about it, right?
1: The Jordan, did you see the did you see this story? Uh it, it happened, I think, maybe two or three weeks ago. It was out of life site, I believe. Uh the story was something like um the communist the the communist party in China, um they actually consecrated in in scare quotes and actual air quotes, because they can't consecrate anybody. Uh-huh. They consecrated a bishop, a party bishop, <sighs> mm-hmm. and the Vatican was like. Hey, you weren't supposed to do that. That's actually not very good, man. That's that's against what we what we decided here with this document, the Sino China China Vatican deal here. It's it's not okay, man. So I wonder if they're gonna go after China the way that they went after, say, Archbishop Lefebvre. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah, are we gonna
0: excommunicate the is it automatic excommunication for the bishop in China or are they just gonna
1: obviously It's completely different because Archbishop Lefebvre was was justified and he wasn't a communist. Well, uh, no,
0: are you kidding me? Archbishop Lefebvre (laughs) was a jerk and that's why he was excommunicated. Because if he only had held hands and done the Oran's posture like a good little boy, then... He was uh, a
1: a meanie poo-poo
0: head. That's right. He's a meanie poo-poo doo-doo head. Uh, By the way, (laughs) remember who brokered the China deal initially? Guess what? Cardinal did it. Do you remember?
1: Ooh, I don't know that actually. Who?
0: I'm pretty sure. Now fact check me uh, subscribers, but I'm pretty sure it's McCarrick. Oh, that was McCarrick. It's one of McCarrick's wheelhouses. Yeah. Mm. So, ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: makes a lot of sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I thought you were going to do the McDonald's thing right there. I'm uh, loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't go to a beach house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <Ooh. laughs> when I thought I was dank in the, in the beginning. Yo, of the show. yo yeah, you're the one with the Jewish question one in the be- <laughs> midway. <laughs> it actually is a question, though. We what is an episode? On what the is the Jewish question. question? Well, you're you're seeing. Well, it depends on who you ask. How trad you uh, want I, to be? <laughs> I uh, I think of the Jewish question this way: mm-hmm. the Jewish question is whether or not you can. Um, you can make a critique of Jews without being labeled as an anti-Semite, which is a nothing burger term. It means nothing <laughs> it's 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 a, effectively a way for you to to shut down the conversation and just just call somebody an anti-Semite because you're not allowed to criticize Jews. so that's 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 what the Jewish question is it's it's a kind of a hot button topic because you're seeing it in real time with uh, people like Kanye, Kanye West. Uh, Nick Fuentes going up and and having dinner with uh, the former president uh, Donald Trump. You know these these things are coming out again, but that's a question that hasn't been resolved.
0: Mm. Well, I'll tell you a funny little thing. Um, I I love everybody because everyone should convert to the Catholic faith. That's a, that has been that Amen. is official stance. Of course, um, we're not evangelical, so have a very strange love affair with Israel. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, and I actually I get it by the theology. My buddy explained it to me. Uh, Catholics have a uh, have oh, Uh, I think, what do they call it? It was like a replacement theology where we think that um, the new covenant and the establishment of the church means that the people of God we
1: are the new Israel.
0: Exactly. The virtue of baptism saves you instead of circumcision and that virtue in the Catholic church is the one true church, just as it would have been for, for the people of Israel. While the evangelicals have the sort of covenant theology thing, and maybe it's called Lordship theology um, where um, even though like the church exists and God calls us to that, the Jews are still God's chosen people. And so for some strange reason, they'll never say this. They'll be much more meaner to Catholics than they are to Jews because uh, there, because Jews have this ty- this part to play, of course, in Revelation, which is mm-hmm. true. Namely, they're going to convert and build the temple. So that's why we, as Catholics, pray for them. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is that Ilan Omar, of all people, who I'm not obviously a fan of, made this post once. It was talking about how much money uh, the United States sends to Israel, and she made a post, it, a tweet, talk about social media. It was said it was all about the Benjamins, is what she said. Mm. And she was blasted as an anti-Semite. Now, she may very well be like genuinely, you know, but in that particular instance, I remember going. I said, if I criticized how much money we gave to Germany, let's say, no one would ever accuse me of being a a germaphobe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-Germite. Yeah, anti-Germite, you know. But for some strange reason, when it only, it's only one place on the entire Earth that you can criticize what is a, a secular political issue in this particular instance, but because it is the homeland of the Jewish people and it's the Jewish state of Israel that it's a it's an issue. So anyway, I'm gonna I hate I germs. That, man. What is one I say? hate germs. I hate germs. i
1: really hate i hate germs dude yeah
0: they're the worst of course they're rough and they get everywhere
1: <laughs> they're <laughs> everywhere they're inside my gut they're uh <laughs> only 99.9 percent of them get killed when i try and kill them uh, we'll need to have germs, a we'll, we'll
0: have to have a convert a jewish convert on and talk about the jewish question in a way that probably people don't genuinely hear because you know we're that cool
1: i would love to get E. Michael jones on to talk about okay you, but, but people Ah, see, this is what I'm talking about. Listen, okay, let moving me. The dial, mm-hmm. When I say moving the dial, I, I you you bring certain people in and they get turned off. So you know, and let like, ah, like this is what I was thinking about, like
0: the whole like Kanye Nick Fuentes of kind of thing. I was like, listen, um, I I'm not I'm not the biggest aficionado, I should say, of Nick Fuentes. I, just, I don't know neither am I the videos I've seen of him. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I, he doesn't track me as someone I I particularly listen to. And I'm not saying that he's wrong about I I'm saying I don't know much about him. Right. Equally. I don't know the ins and outs of kanye's eccentric trains of thought i will say this that obviously kanye is quite eccentric what that means i don't know but what like well, i kind of know what that means but when i see some of his criticisms like okay so a lot of this is if you don't know kind of a little history of black protestantism right this this idea that that blacks were the original Hebrews, for instance? That's what you need to start at with this, with that kind of thinking. Otherwise, some of the stuff is not going to make any sense to anybody. And then on top of it, if you also think about the fact that Hollywood, most producers and stuff, both in music and in, in film, a lot of them have Jewish blood in them. Okay, so some of these criticisms are weird because Connie is trying to thread a weird, eccentric needle that's not working because the theology is all wrong. Um Right? With like that, like you know, not like, do we love Hitler? Well, God loves Hitler. Um, you know that's and Catholics are called to love their enemies and pray for those persecute You so you kind of can say it like that, and that's probably about where the period should end. You don't need to say elaborate anything else, right? <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, my dude. It's not, it's not there. Stop. You know, just shh, shh right? Um, but although I'll
1: say something controversial here.
0: No, I you never think, say anything controversial, I think Rudy.
1: Antarctic and Arte Kunst, which was the rounding up of degenerate art, was actually kind of based. This is kind of what we're talking about now, except, you know, we're talking about TikTok and we're talking about... Can I tell you who has
0: emerged one of my favorite people to listen to? Who? Who? I find Michael Knowles to be the greatest trad Trojan horse to ever exist. <laughs> because the more That's I listen cool. to him, because he,
1: he's got a, a great hairline, by the
0: way. He's got a great hairline, by the way. Michael Knowles, if you're listening, uh, we invited you on the show once. You should come on now. We have more subscribers. Awesome. Thank you, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I find that his his obvious conservatism um has has met properly what traditionalism as Catholics ought to be. So, for instance, now I'm finding an American conservatism. We'll totally do a different topic on this later. We'll get down the rabbit hole. But I like how he'll say things like, Actually, book burning is not like a thing, first off, that the Nazis invented. And it's not. It's like the the Catholic Church had an index of bad books. Mm -hmm. And now, not everything on there, I think, was probably rightly put on there. But a lot of stuff that was on there, it's like, because this is dangerous to the faithful. Um, And you have to be very careful when you're talking about the sheep. Because the reality of the matter is um, is that sometimes the sheep, which is us, uh, need to be very very careful about what we're reading what we're putting to our bodies obviously and so i'm i was kind of like this is a pretty based thing because i i'm not a libertarian right this libertarian perspective in conservatism is giving way to paleo conservatism like traditionalism because people are like okay so pornography is bad and it ruins people's lives Obviously but I don't want to turn and be like, well, however though, like if it's someone's right to freely express themselves and if they want to look at pornography, what harm's done? It's like it's
1: obvious well, that look it's if they if they all you know consent to this whole thing well, I' right. see the problem here even though you know they're actually doing something that's destroying the culture that's
0: but right. it's like really yeah like,
1: gi I mean you don't have to look at it
0: yeah exactly you don't have to look it's like okay it's destroying the culture let's stop there like that's an existential crisis also it's it's immoral can we is that still okay like i like how the the new argument for transgenderism is listen let's not get into this this scientific rational kind of thing our enemies laugh at what we do and say that's that's stupid that's wrong you shouldn't do that okay i'm gonna do that hey guy in a dress hey that's stupid that's wrong don't do that but the scientific basis no 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 it's 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 degenerate don't do it don't be
1: a degenerate (laughs) (laughs) oh man well consensus is social media is bad yes
0: is social media the big gay or the big oof comment below (laughs)
1: uh yeah yes <laughs> the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> we are grateful to all of our subscribers, both those who watch us video-wise on YouTube, as well as those who, of course, listen to us on our a lot of different podcasting sites. Um, this has been such a fun time making the show. And so we're so grateful. We're very grateful to our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, there are a lot of really kind of fun little perks that you could have that includes access to early episodes. Um, you can even have priority in episode suggestion, and you even have the opportunity to come on the show, although a lot of our patrons don't bite at So we would love to have a guest on and tell us your stories of tradition or a topic of your choice uh, that you would like. Um, if you had, uh, if you like this video, if you liked what we had to say, we'd love to hear your own experiences on social media, pro and negative. Um, go on and comment down below. We love hearing your comments. We love when you email us. There's just a lot of interaction. See, not all social media is bad. There is interaction that is good. We we had our episode on swearing came because of a youth group uh, that we got via our Instagram, which was actually really, really cool. So, <laughs> so please, we love yeah. it when you share these videos far and wide. So many of you guys have, and that's been helping us grow and, and helping us reach new people and talk to new people which is kind of the most exciting thing that we could do. Um, And and, um, I think that's it, Rudy. Am I missing anything?
1: Yeah. You know, I just want to invite you, dear listener, to to share this with a friend. If you you thought this was interesting to you and you think maybe uh, you want to share this with a friend, it might be a good idea and it would help us to to get the word out with all kinds of different people. So again, we appreciate you listening and God bless you and Mary keep you. See you next time. Adios.